0: Today on Locked On Red Wings, does Dylan Larkin deserve to be in the heart conversation? You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Live <laughs>
1: Podcast. What was that, Scotty? In the intro, I didn't have headphones on, and now I have headphones up. Yeah, but your hood's not up. That's a good point. Dude, I need a haircut so badly. Wednesday. Wednesday. Shut up. What do you
0: mean? You know what
1: you oh, you're, you're just. you're to. just. Oh, okay. I, I won't talk about hair. Don't talk about hair. Me. Don't I'm talk sorry, about I'm haircuts sorry, around bro.
0: me. I'm sorry. That's a sore <laughs> spot for me. Uh. <laughs> so ridiculous. Welcome back to the Lockdown Runnings Podcast. We're your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Uh, Scotty's also host at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're encroaching on 400 Maybe YouTube subscribers. What, five? five away? Uh, 395. Uh, recording us at 1226 at night. Late recording. Somebody had a hockey game. So, you know, had to get destroyed. Um, hey, you got to win, technically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we technically got a win because the team that we were supposed to play forfeited, and we ended up playing a team, a league above us. Got absolutely. Destroyed. Dubs a dub, baby. Dubs a dub. I, I don't know got what we're talking points. about. It got two points. Uh, yeah, so on the docket today, guys, we're going to talk about obviously Dylan Larkin. You know, it kind of my conversation. We wanted to talk about Dylan Larkin again because earlier in the season we had made a conversation about whether or not he was a genuine first line center. And since then, he has absolutely dashed all doubt away. Um, He has been absolutely phenomenal. And then, you know, John Schick brought up something very interesting when we previewed the Rangers game that he thought that Igor Shosturkin should be in the heart conversation. And while he was talking, making some very valid points, I thought to myself, why don't we, why isn't Dylan Larkin in the heart conversation? And so that's something that we want to talk about. We're going to get to that in the second segment. But first, got to clean up some uh, Detroit Red Wings news. Um, it's a sad day in Detroit, Scotty. On, uh, I think it happened on Friday afternoon. Red Wings put uh, Jamel Smith tough, on waivers, and uh, he didn't make it through. Got claimed off waivers by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and just as soon as the Smith brothers got reunited, they got tore right back apart again. Scotty, how are you coping? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. It's really sad. It's really sad. It's a really sad. We got one
1: one beautiful night. We got one beautiful night with the two of them on the ice at the same time sharing a line together.
0: We got one beautiful night of those two brothers playing together. And it was a wonderful story. I mean, in the long term, like in all reality, do the Red Wings really lose much in losing Jamel Smith? No. I mean... It was a great story, but he didn't really. He is what he is. You know, he's a guy who is going to be your first call up anytime a guy goes down to injury. They're probably going to be a career AHLer. It was nice to have both the Smith brothers together. But in three games with Detroit, he registered one assist, um, minus two, five penalty minutes. Only had one shot on goal that entire time. Granted, he was playing fourth line minutes, so not a lot of opportunities. Just, uh, I mean, just a fourth line filler guy. And, and the reason why they sent him down on waivers was because Carter Rowney. Uh, is close to coming back to injury. And Jacob Vrana is getting closer as uh, on February 17th, uh, Blaschel said that in practice they're starting to mix in contact with him. And so he could be just a few weeks away. And so very quickly, the, uh, the lineup here is going to be stacked with forwards and someone had to go. And Jamel Smith claimed off waivers, just as quickly disappeared off them.
1: So what's the, what's the plan then if, you know, Rowney's still a little bit away? Varana, I, I think we would know if Verana was like playing on Wednesday. What's the who's the filler in the meantime?
0: Well, Nemesnikov's also day to day and could return to the lineup any day, from what I've been understanding. Sure. He's not that long out. So you very shortly here you're gonna have Carter Rowney and Nemesnikov ready to slot back in the lineup and then by probably early to mid March, near the end of the season, Verana's gonna be there. So you're looking at players who are Going to be hitting waivers, or like in Joe Valeno's case, just getting sent down. And the Joe Valeno stuff, we're not going to siren on. I mean, there's just a week off between games, so all it is, all it is, he got sent down. I I freaked out what two weeks ago because he got sent down. I thought it was because he wasn't ready. That's why, man,
1: when that notification came on my phone, Valeno, I was like, oh, I got to tweet this on lockdown really quick before Brian says that the. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going down permanently, and it's a failure of a season. I got to get this out.
0: There. I, I knew this time. I was like, "Oh no, no, they, they don't play for a week. Oh, we're no. good, we're good." They, I, I think, and run. I think,
1: I think the Griffins play two games in the stretch yeah. that that we. It's just you know, random week off in the middle of the season. Why in not? Minutes. Why not give? Him, well, yeah. Why not give him some PT oh, he if he can? he can go man.
0: out in there, he does. He really does. He's so. He, it's kind of a shame too, because he plays so well at the AHL level, but you know what? He has been playing with a lot of confidence lately. And I, I yes. do think his confidence, Since the all-star break. Yeah. His confidence has started to build before he got sent down this last time. Um, but ever since coming back from Grand Rapids, he's been a lot more creative um, in the offensive zone. I think that little stint in the AHL really helped him when he was I just agree. killing it. And I mean, it can only help him to get top line minutes down to the AHL level where he's clearly the superior player. So I'm not worried about Valeno right now, But say Verona comes back, I mean, unless you're willing to let a player hit waivers, like, I wouldn't be... I mean, Carter Rowney's about to come back. Um, He's played 22 games this season. He's only got four points. Although his shooting percentage is 18. I don't know what is with the Detroit Red Wings this season. All our shooting percentages are insanely high. I don't know what's going on. Not that he's got a large sample size, but, um, like, I was looking at, before we started recording, Nemesnikov's is, like, 20%, and so is Bertuzzi. Like, these are all elite numbers and I'm like what bang bang. On? everyone's shoot every but that's that's been a story. We all got season. shooters. The, the offense has been overperforming all season long and we've been yeah. we've been living it man. We've been living life. And the defense the, you
1: know five I mean, of the six guys on defense.
0: We're not talking about the defense right now. That's a whole another conversation but uh, if I don't want to send Joe Valeno down man I, he's you know earlier I don't know I go back and forth on Joe, Joe Valeno right now he's playing with confidence and I don't like, yeah, he's dominating at the AHL level, and I think he can get top line minutes there and continue to develop. It, it just comes back to that earlier conversation we were having. You know, what's what's best for his development? Sending him down because he's eligible to get in top line minutes, he can tear it up, where he looks like he could be an NHL player, but he comes up here, he's playing bottom bottom six minutes and not really making any strides. You know, that's that's the case to be made. And with Carter Rowney about to come back, Jacob Vrana a few weeks away, Nemestnikov about to come back, you're going to look at a, a very clogged offensive situation where you know we already lost Jamal Smith. Is Joe valeno the odd man out just because he's waiver exempt? I don't know if I'd want to see him go.
1: I don't that that's a that's a heck of a conversation, honestly. Like that's that's a that's a good conversation to have. I don't I I don't know. He I mean he might have to be again because of what you said, because of the the fact that you can send him down there without having him pass through waivers. Um ah, man I don't, like like it's not going to be Ernie it's not going to be Gagne. it's not going to be uh I I don't think it's going to be Giovanni um no,
0: that bottom is Giovanni, 6
1: is the bottom 6 is is pretty solid yeah I mean it's it's solid
0: in the sense of they're all same level
1: <laughs> yeah like pretty you know what I mean like our depth is pretty equal I a- across think, the entire bottom six
0: I think Giovanni is safe I think Giovanni has his very his own niche role on this team. Niche niche role niche, niche role niche. niche role on this I'm a, team. I'm, I'm like, writer. I, a writer. He's uh, a writer. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, but like I, you know, Ernie, nah, he, you know, he's got his place. Gagne's got his place. Although I don't know if Gagne going to be here past the trade deadline. Uh, he could be. You know, that's a different topic. I mean, uh,
1: what are you going to get for Sam
0: Gagne? Sixth round pick. I mean, why not? You know.
1: I would love a sixth-round pick for Sam Gagne.
0: He's a good depth piece. Like He's a good bottom six forward. Like He does his job, and he's a great locker room guy. I don't know how much value locker room guy has on most teams at this point. Most of these playoff contenders have their fill of locker room guys. That's a whole different conversation. We're going from t- topic to topic right now. But, yeah, it, it's a d- definitely going to be a clogged bottom six. And, you know, Jamel Smith being claimed off waivers by Tampa Bay Stings because it was a nice store, but he's just the start, man. With these with these players finally getting healthy, yeah, it's going to be lots of them in the future. You're going to be finding guys getting put on waivers and I'm man, the Valena one's
1: tough. That's tough.
0: He's waiver exempt. You can just send him right back down, and so like it makes like it makes sense logically, unless you really think he's an asset at the NHL level and you can't afford to lose him. But I don't uh, know if he has that argument yet.
1: Well, again, trade deadline right around the corner.
0: True. You're going to be trading away a few pieces. Problem so these guys is- are going to get healthy.
1: Then we're, we're going to get healthy and then and then we're going to get thinner. Because well, the- I think we all pretty much agree that, that at least one of these dudes is, is getting flipped.
0: I don't have the Red Wings um, trade uh, contract situations in front of me. And it doesn't mean you have to trade pending free agents. That's those, those are the guys who are most typically going to go. Nemesnikov's obviously the number one. We've talked about that. Sam Gagne's um, a expiring free agent. He's only in his late 20s, maybe early 30s. He's not as old as I m- mentally imagine him being. Yeah. Um. And he could be a good depth piece on a team that's just looking for another depth forward. But, I mean, that's the only way Joe Valeno stays up on my mind is they sell off some pieces at the trade deadline. And if, if Verona comes back right around that time, then it might work out. But I, it's not a slight against Valeno. He's been playing with a lot more confidence. It's just, you know... He's the one not waiver exempt, and I think Jamel Smith is just the start of it.
1: Absolutely, you're right. You're right. And and the, between that, Say people that getting healthy, between <laughs> people getting healthy, and then the deadline coming up, it's it's going to be the next month. We're going to have a hell of a lot of movement for sure.
0: Um, Bill Bar, Scotty, you like him? Bar. Oh, I love him, baby. I love him. Oh, you know what I think I love the most about him. It's that 100% it's that real, real chocolate, chocolate that they're covered in. And the fact that they're making sticking stick New Year's resolutions so easy for not just myself, but everyone I've talked to. It's that time of year where most people give up on those uh, New Year's resolutions. But not this year. You're going to stick to it. You're going to stick to eating right, thanks to Built Bar. It's, it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because they just taste so damn good. It's like you're, you're, you're not even eating a protein bar with how good they taste. Uh, You got to try the puffs. If you haven't already, you're missing out on one of built bars, best tasting bars. Uh, Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All built bars, all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And that includes those puffs. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, away. low cow, high fiber, low carb. Most P- built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which normally has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Dot, dot com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online—it's where the games start. Uh, Scotty, Bet Online, <laughs> Bet Online. Blew through that, man. You well, it wasn't a read; it was a sponsor. <clears throat> oh, fair. Uh, so, like I set up in the first segment, this thought popped into my head during the preview with John Shake of Locked On New York Rangers. And we kind of touched on it. We didn't really expand on it, but uh, we touched on it in our recap episode. And I just wanted to take a good solid 15, maybe 20 minutes here and really break it down. Um, Is Dylan, Larkin, Scotty in your mind in the heart conversation? And many of our listeners are Red Wings and hockey fans. But for those of you who maybe are groggy on your way to work, the heart trophy is ghost. The player deemed most valuable to their team is Dylan Larkin in that conversation.
1: What do you consider in the conversation? Are we talking like we'll receive a vote or are we can consi- Are
0: we talking like going to finish or um, somewhere in between. Uh, let's say in the top three. No.
1: I, I I don't I don't think top three. I think I think he will. F- I think he deserves to be brought up in the conversation, and I think that he deserves currently to probably be around that. What just outside the top five, and I and I think that that's awesome, and I also think that that's something that he's not getting right now. I don't think he's getting the coverage or, or the or the conversation or the publicity. That is is deemed with someone that that should be in that you know whatever seven to five range of the heart conversation. Top three though, I mean, we're talking about like getting invited to to like the Zoom call with like the three dudes on there, and they're like, "Oh, this dude wins the heart." Like, I I, I don't know, I don't know about I don't know about top three, but I definitely think that he deserves to be in the conversation a hell of a more a hell of a lot more than he is right now.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of it is. He's overlooked by the fact that he hasn't he didn't come blaring onto the scene like a lot of these other players did. He had an explosive rookie season, but mm-hmm. he came out the same season. I believe he was the same season that Connor McDavid hit the scene, right? And the reason why he went to the All-Star game and Connor McDavid wasn't there was because of the fact that Connor McDavid hurt his shoulder. So he never had got as much coverage as those other guys. And now this season he's finally exploding on the scene. And I feel like a lot of people are overlooking what he has done. And to give people a, 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 a idea of what he's doing, he's 14th in the league in points right now, um, among some great names above, some even greater names. Um, he's got 52 points, which has him, you know tied with guys like Matt Sugarella, Jake Gensel, um Sebastian Ajo, and just above him are guys like Kyle Connor, Steven Stamkos. But then you have guys all the way at the top, like Connor McDavid, who are 71 points, 20 points above. Jonathan Huberto is at 70 points. And, you know, he's in goals. Here's where he really shines is in goals. He is in the top 10. He is tied for seventh in goals in the NHL. He is tied with Connor McDavid in goals. Now, Connor McDavid, recently, his game has become a lot more playmaker oriented. He scores still scores a lot of goals and a lot of pretty goals. But the dude's got freaking 45 assists already on the season. But he's constantly near the top, but he's just not in that top crop. He's got other fantastic statistics that are... Top crop, top crop. Um, Goals created. He is um, 7th in the league, I believe, also. Uh, He's got... He's 13th in the league, my bad. 21 goals created, which uh, I closed out of the tab on what that meant for uh, the team. It's basically the goals he scores times half the assists he scores, um, and that's multiplied by... The goals the team scores multiplied by it's it's a really convoluted. Half the assists
1: the team scored. Yeah, it's but, it's just with how many goals your team scores, goals your team scores. I said that right. That's right. Yeah. so many? Yeah, I, I don't know. That felt weird coming up. Um, it's how many goals Dylan Larkin has created of all the goals that your team has scored, and yeah. being in that top echelon. That what'd you say? Thirteenth. Uh, not only means that he's creating a, a ton of goals, obviously, but it also means that he is the you know one of the most important pieces on an offense that as a whole is scoring a, a decent amount of goals.
0: Yeah, and we talked about that in the first segment, actually. The, the offense is almost, with the shooting percentages they have, is almost overperforming. But you can't also overlook that a lot of these players, and again, I'll, I'll exclude guys like Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl from this conversation because they're – they're playing on a team that's got two players, and they're just absolutely beasts. But, you know, outside of that, you know, guys like who are playing on the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Minnesota Wild who are phenomenal this season. The Anaheim Ducks who have been great this season. Dylan Markins having a phenomenal season on a team that by all intents and purposes should not be competing for a playoff spot right now. They've been performing a, over, overperforming for the majority of this season, and a lot of that has to do because of Connor McDavid, and that's why, even though I don't know if he deserves to be like, in the top three part conversation, getting votes is definitely something he should be doing because he has definitely I been the most heart. valuable player on this team because of the fact that he's been probably the biggest asset to this team's performance thus far this season.
1: Absolutely. And when, you, when you're talking again about a team that is, that is a lot further ahead than what was expected of them, when you start talking about valuable, like individual valuable player of a team that's that's, I don't even know if overperforming is the right word, but just taking a big step forward before people thought they were going to, that I mean he fits that bill pretty pretty damn well, better than almost anybody in the NHL. So uh, while while I don't think that he's going to get into that top three or probably even top five conversation um I'll, I'll be very disappointed if he's not a a, a vote getter and to a to a pretty significant extent
0: well i don't have a good transition for this yeah i was balance. like i was
1: just gonna say good luck with that one brother
0: yeah i don't know how to take that one i don't know how to take that one and uh you know make it a winner segue but if you want to be a winner Oh, Go to BetOnline.net. I forced that one. He's back! I forced he's that one. Back. Football might be over this season, but hockey is in full steam for both pro and college hockey. From all the latest odds, totals, players, performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just hockey. BetOnline.net is your source for basketball, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to your... Uh, Favorite Olympic coverage and information, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. Bet online. Where the game starts. Scotty, when we're talking about this Dylan Larkin heart heart conversation, Scotty.
1: What's up, man? I
0: don't know. I said, Scotty, you said, Brian, and I felt implored. Implored?
1: I felt implored in that moment.
0: <laughs> what was what <is> the word <laughs> I'm looking for here?
1: Uh, I I in, don't even know. Yeah, what, what, what what finish
0: the sentence? I felt like imp, I want to say implored, but that's not a word.
1: <laughs> Dude, I don't know what you're trying to say right now. I, I, felt, I felt
0: like I had to say your name again.
1: Oh, uh, you felt
0: uh, program. I'm not I'm well, not a
1: writer. I don't know. <laughs> I am man, a writer. We're, Check we're out my
0: killing work. on it. Uh, anyways, um, I lost my train of thought. Thanks, Scotty.
1: Dylan, Lark, Dylan yeah, Hart. Wow, Dylan Hart. Wow, Dylan Hart. Hart. Dylan Hart, baby. Dylan Hart.
0: So while we're making an argument that he should receive votes this season, maybe not this season as a vote, you know, a top three guy, he is trending upwards, and his Sometimes. play this he's season. So young, is,
1: man. People forget. He's, that's exactly twenty five. Right. What are we talking about? He's let's so not, young still.
0: Let's not count him out as a heart contender in the future. And as this team gets better and better, he's going to play a bigger and bigger. It's hard to hard to imagine he plays a bigger role in this team now than he already is. But he's going to. As this team becomes a legitimate playoff threat, and then eventually becomes a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, Dylan Larkin's going to be continue to be a workhorse on this team. And as this team gets better around him, it's going to help feed him, which will in turn help him feed the team. I think before his career is over, he has a legitimate chance of being a Hart Trophy winner, and he's just on an upward trend. Scotty, I think that he does have a, have a legitimate, uh, a legitimate opportunity to win this award in the future.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's already doing what he's doing with with a lot of young talent around him, right? And it is talent, and I'm yeah. not taking away from that at all. But it, but it's young talent; it's only going to get better. I mean, he's 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 on a line with Raymond. He's on a line with with e- either you know Vlad, I guess, eh, but like Zadina's been Don't playing. Add up Vlad.
0: There. Don't Vlad. Don't Vlad.
1: No, I just meant age. Everybody, calm down.
0: Mm.
1: Like I got, I got you know, Z- Zadina. Everybody, calm down. No Vlad slander. <laughs> um, like he, he shared a line with Zadina. Uh, I mean, Bert's been up there. Bert's only what a year older than him. Like. They, they they have a lot of, of really young talent that's only going to get better and better and better. And, I, I mean, it's it's one thing we have a lot of salary cap, which we do, and it's one thing to bring in more talent, and, and I hope that we do do that. But Dude.
0: it <laughs> – Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> but,
1: but it's a an- – it's another thing when when you look at 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 raymond and guys like that right and you you look at the the other players on this team that are young he's gonna when it's all said and done i mean there's a potential for him and raymond to be line mates for like a decade you know what i mean like like that's a that's a very legitimate thing that that is that is not only is it a non-zero possibility like it there's a there's a there's a decent shot that, that if Raymond turns into the guy that that we think he could be, those two could, dudes could be in a line together for for a literal decade. And when you have not only Raymond's going to get better just because he's uh, he's a rising young star, but also the the chemistry that comes with playing with the same linemate year after year after year and stuff like that, like the the ceiling for Larkin, I don't think has even remotely been reached, and and the rest oh. of the team. And the reason for that is because the rest of the team has, has not even reached its obviously not even close to reach its ceiling, um, and because there's a lot of the same personnel, because there's a core, there's a real core that you can point to. It's uh, those guys have a high ceiling, but but those guys in turn make make Larkin's ceiling e- even higher than it already is. I completely agree.
0: Yeah, and. One of the things that I love to point to, Scotty, when talking about a player's effectiveness on the ice, here it comes: Dylan Larkin's Corsi. The Corsi, the Corsi, God, Brian, baby. And now it's not an end-all, be-all stat, but it gives a What's nice picture. your Corsi? <laughs> Thirteen.
1: Oh, okay, come on, man. I don't
0: know, dude. We didn't think you could check it. I'm, it's not it's good. Gotta, it's got to be. Dude. It's got to
1: be like eighty.
0: No, nah, I'm on a I'm on a league minimum contract. I it's two ways.
1: You're the enforcer. Everybody yeah, that's why
0: you. we're not Everybody, everybody,
1: everybody needs everybody needs a Brian.
0: <laughs> Anyways, Dylan Larkin's Corsi, uh, his Corsi percentage this season is at fifty five point six, and uh, he's playing on a bad Red Wings team, but he's p- p- uh, providing positive impact on the ice whenever he's on the impact, and we see that night in, night in and night out. And go back to the Rangers game and that fantastic play he made in overtime to keep the game from ending. I mean, that's the oh, t- type of stuff that he's real. capable of. But here's the thing that sets him apart. There's there's quite a few players on the team this year whose overall, all situations, Corsi percentage are 50 or above. But if you were to look and break it down by situation, it's not as good. Dylan Larkin is one of, if not maybe the only player on the team whose Corsi percentage at even strength alone is above 50. So... When there's five on five on the ice, Dylan Larkin is a positive asset on the ice. There are barely any Detroit Red Wings on the team that has a positive Corsi percentage and even strength right. alone. And
1: that's who he's surrounded with right now. You know what I mean? Like yes. as, as those guys get better, as we flush out over the years and, and bring in more talent and free agency, like he's putting up these numbers with with uh, with, with this group. I mean, as the team gets better, man, I'm, I'm really, I'm, oh, I'm so excited. I'm
0: so well, because the detriment to reading Corsi just straight up is the fact that it takes into account, you know, power play and shorthand. And Obviously, if you're playing on a power play, you your Corsi is going to be, you know, buffed because of course your team's going to have more possession when you're on the ice on the power play. And if you're playing on the penalty kill, you're going to hit, it, you're going to get, I'm going to say, nerfed uh, Corsi. That's the best word that came to my mind in the moment, Scotty. Uh, but your your Corsi is going to take a hit. Um, playing shorthanded because your team doesn't have a lot of possession. So even strength Corsi or five-on-five Corsi is where you really, really want to look to get a good picture of what the team, what the player is doing um, You know, in an even strength mes- uh, metric. And Dylan Larkin is one of the few players who has a positive impact possession-wise at even strength. And that's just so huge. And again, that just plays into the fact that you know, last year, he really shored up his defensive game. He's never been a bad defensive player. But last year, when he was struggling offensively, he still had a great defensive upside that he worked on to show for it. And this year, with the offensive, offense coming back, he's become the complete package. And as this team goes forward, Dylan Larkin legitimately is going to be a heart contender. And I, I do honestly believe that. And, you know, for for a guy like myself, who was doubting Dylan Larkin last year, thinking that he was a second-line center, and we had a conversation early in the season whether or not this was sustainable and whether he was actually a genuine 1C. Now he looks like an elite one center in the league, and we're talking about maybe him getting heart votes. His evolution of his game has been just an absolute treat to watch, and I am so excited to see not, I mean, obviously the team as a whole, but Dylan Larkin specifically, his performance going forward as he continues to grow as a player.
1: Absolutely. And again,
0: only 25. only 25. Only 25. He's younger than me. I'm getting to that point in my life now where the NHL players are younger than yeah. me. And I'm starting to call them kids. Yeah. It,
1: it, uh, the uh, yeah uh, When I, I think I had that realization when like rookies started coming in and they were younger than me. And I was like, all right, I don't like that very much.
0: Yeah. Like born in 2003. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? You're not. I didn't think people aren't allowed to be born after the year 2000. What is going on? What
1: are we talking about?
0: We probably have listeners right now who are like born in 2006, who are just like, "Ah, these guys are old farts." (laughs) 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 I'm only 26, and I feel like a grandpa sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Philip Livingstone. What an awesome. What an awesome name for both these steel roaded and flip living Yeah. That's it. In- All time podcast hard. names right there. They help you become an, the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, my friend, do you have any final thoughts? Hmm. You remember Matthias Brome? I do remember Matthias Brome. He was he was last year Damian Brunier.
1: Loved. Ties, bro my, I almost I'll, I'll be honest I almost bought a batize, bro my sweater I thank God you did not I almost did like like when I say almost I mean like mouse hovering over over checkout like like in my cart and it was like hovering over like info put in and I was like I'm ready to do this
0: every year there's that I one did. guy who the,
1: dude opening the, night he had he didn't even
0: score but he had an electric move right? to,
1: to get to the yeah and hit the cross I, I was a really big fan of Matias bromeda
0: Yeah, I, every I year him. I, th- I think there's a player that the fan base like latches onto. Um, this year, it's got to it's probably Vlad Nemesnikov or Giovanni Smith. I feel like that Vlad because of that like that pseudo hometown thing he's got going on. Yeah, and then maybe Giovanni because of that he the energy. Both he of those
1: are are more productive than than Bromey, though.
0: Yeah. He was, Brome, he was,
1: Brome struggled at putting the puck in the net, and that's he, what
0: he did in Europe. He was Damien bruner light. Damien Bruner yeah. came over, was electric the season he was with us, and then fell off the league like the next year. Bruner at, at least a had a contract, season, though. And he got paid. Brome, Brome had like two games where yeah. we were like, Brome.
1: <laughs> um, I Brome. I, I, I miss him. I hope he's doing well. I hope he's doing well. I, no. I love you, Matthias, bro, He's getting paid uh, to
0: play hockey somewhere.
1: Damn right. Yeah, probably in Europe somewhere. Uh no, that's uh I think that's it. We ball, baby.
0: We absolutely ball. We're back with a new episode tomorrow, guys. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every
1: day. <sighs>